Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneurs Visiting Victor. I am your host, Victor Dadaj. I hope you're having an amazing day so far. Today, we have an incredible guest. He is a network marketing star. He has recruited over 700 people over the last four years using primarily Facebook Messenger. And he is also the author of the new book, Jesus Christ, the First Network Market. So let's welcome Curry Russell. How are you doing today, Curry? Doing really good, Victor. Thanks for having me. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to chat with you. Uh, it's great to have you on. So I'd like to get started. Uh, first, share your story. How did you get involved in being an entrepreneur and a network marketer? Uh, it, I guess I was tricked into it, to be honest. I was tricked. Uh, somebody uh, conned me into this idea. And what they did was I was in the army with a guy and uh, he, he reached out to me on Facebook Messenger, just like I do, and said, hey, you travel all the time. We got this thing. Would you be interested in taking a look at it? And I said, no, I don't want to look at that. That was in 2012. In 2012, this gentleman, this great guy, messaged me on Facebook and, and I said, no. In 2014, I was looking at buying a timeshare in Virginia Beach and I made one post on Facebook of me and my family standing in front of this fountain and he messaged me again and said, don't you dare do that. Look at this again. And we went home. I watched the video again in 2014. And, and, and I ended up signing up. Now, I didn't know it was network marketing. I didn't know it was direct sales. I didn't know anything about this industry. All I saw was the service. So I got started in this industry because of the service. And when I, he, he then told me I needed to uh, go to an event and I went to an event in, in Akron, Ohio. And this is the, the basis of my book. I went to this very first event. I listened to a man who flew his own airplane there. And I uh, was just intently listening and I was trying to take it all in. And, and I saw this, saw this beautiful correlation between my faith and network marketing. I, I was like, is this exactly what Jesus did? Did Jesus find a few guys? And he went and talked to a few guys and said, hey, follow me. And they did. And then they then he told them to go spread the good news, go go make disciples of all, all nations. And, and and he and they did. And they went and took 12 guys and turned it into billions and billions of people. And I saw this connection then. And uh, I, I, the rest is history. I fell in love with this industry. I fell in love with the, uh, the leadership development. I fell in love with the, 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 the whole thing. And I, and I love it. I love what it is that we do. I love helping people. But I got to give a shout out to my buddy, John. Uh, he uh, is the best follow-up guy in the business. I mean, you follow up two years later and try to stop a guy to get into your business two years later. That's incredible. No, it definitely is incredible. It shows the power of follow, which unfortunately a lot of network marketers just don't do. You just never know who you might be able to bring in, someone who can really make a difference in your organization, in your life. So unfortunately, a lot of people don't do that. So uh, your story just shows the importance of following up. You just never know who you might get. And if you don't follow up, guess what? Someone else will follow up with that person. And you know what? 
If he didn't follow up with you, you might have gone somewhere else and have the same experience and help grow someone else's organization. So thanks for sharing that story. And I love what you said about, I'm going to get into that shortly, about how you saw that it correlated a lot with your faith. You know, invite, changing people's life, building organization. Like you said, Christianity started with 12 disciples and then, you know, billions later have, have joined, well, you could call their organization, you know, but billions have become Christians over time. So it started with the invite. And actually, would you mind talking about, because you have a new book out called Jesus, the First Network Marketer. Do you want to talk a little bit more about the correlation between Christianity and network marketing? Absolutely. So, like I said, I, I walked up to the, the gentleman who was who flew his own airplane there, um, and I said, Jesus was the first network marketer, and he said, you figured it out. I'll never forget that the, the statement that he said, you figured it out. I, 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 all I saw was discipleship. All I saw was a, a way to take some information, train some other people to share information, have them overcome obstacles, deal with situations, deal with pain points, and keep going. I mean, and, and you know, you look at all the, the testaments that, that have been written about, you know, the development of those 12 disciples, they, they, they weren't perfect people. They made tons of mistakes. They, uh, mm -hmm. you know, P Peter's out here cutting people's ears off at the end, end of his thing. It's mm -hmm. like, they're not perfect. And guess what? We're not either. Network marketers are regular everyday people who are still being developed into the person that they're supposed to, to become. These, these, the idea that the, from the day you sign a, sign a document stating that you're going to be a representative of a network marketing company, that you're going to instantly be successful is nonsense. The idea that you have a, uh, you know, a gift or a talent that you're just going to go out and change the whole world in a split second is nonsense. It takes time to develop into what it is that we've become possible to do. So the, the, the connection to my faith, I see every, everything down to uh, the church itself from a, from a pastor down to deacons, down to you know, Sunday school teachers down to the, the, the people who are just sitting in the pews. All of it is related to what it is that we do and it's all connected. And so, uh, you know, G Christians and people in different faiths, different models of faith should be the best network marketers on the planet because we have one job, tell people about our faith. That's it. It's all the rest of the nonsense sitting in pews in church and going to none of that's required. None of that is what was told to do. You were told to go show more people. And that, that's, that's how I see this. That's, how, that's the only way I see this whole thing. Yeah, come and see. Follow me. And you gave several examples in the book of invitations Jesus gave to people to the disciples. And yeah, one thing I like about the disciples, the apostles is like you said, they weren't perfect men. They made mistakes. They messed up. And you know what? I can identify with them. If they were supermen who did everything right, I could, number one, as a Christian, I could say, I can never do what they did. But the fact they constantly messed up, and you listen to Jesus, he's, you could tell he was frustrated saying, like, oh, I've, yeah. been with you. I've been with you so long, and you still don't get it. But he was also patient. Like he's, and you mentioned the book. Uh, he spent three years with them. He didn't say, you know, follow me. And two days later, he said, you're on your own. He spent three years with these guys, and when he did first send them out, he sent them out in Paris. So he didn't send them out to go alone either. So definitely there's some good lessons there. 
He taught them about the faith. And same thing with network marketing. You, you, you have to spend time with the people you bring into your team. You just can't send them out on their own, just expect to figure everything out. You need to spend time with them, mentor them, and help them grow as a person, help them grow their team. So I, you know, I do love some of the similarities that you mentioned between the two. And a lot of it's just, like you said, he started with inviting people. He says, come and see, look, you know, and you do the same thing in art. Just say, yeah, come, you know, I want to show you something. Are you open to finding out more about this? Oh, I love that statement. I love the statement, are you open? It has become my mantra. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I use it every day, a whole bunch of times a day, are you open? And I, it's and, and we're only looking for open people. I, I, I recently, and, and I, I've been beating myself up for a week. I recently read uh, Your First Year in Network Marketing by Mark Yarnell. And I, I honest to God, wish I, somebody would have forced me, tied me to a, to a table and made me read this book in my first year, uh, maybe even my second year, so that I would understand the nuances of what we would go through in this journey, that book lays it out so incredibly uh, beautifully. And most of the time, we, we don't see it. And this is what I was telling somebody just today. It's like Jesus talked in parables because he knew they weren't ready for the information at that time. My, my sponsor told me, uh, not sponsor, I'm sorry, my mentor told me last week when I was complaining about myself uh, that why didn't I read this book? And he said, Curry, you wouldn't have got it. You wouldn't have got it then. He said, you, you, hindsight's 2020. You get, when you go through things, you're, you're going to look back and go, oh, man. Because reading that first chapter in uh, your first year network marketing on, on uh, rejection, I it was ate up with rejection in my first year and a half, two years. So I, I, it's, uh, this journey is incredible. It's incredible. Absolutely. And Mark Hinnell was a great teacher. And I definitely I highly recommend that book to anyone who's getting involved in network marketing. And yeah, Jesus didn't say everything all at once because we came out the first day said, I am God made man. I am God in the flesh. I'd be like, they do looked at him kind of crazy because it, 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 it had to take a while for them to get to know, see what he was all about, see the miracles he did. Because well, they, would, yeah, yeah. they would have stoned him on the spot. They exactly, because the Jews would have considered it blasphemy. So yep. it, 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 so it took a while to, to get to know what he was all about. And that took, he spent three years with these guys. So same thing with network marketing. Like you said, if you're, you're not ready, you have to learn these things. Yeah, and you're going to deal with obstacles. You, you see with the faith, you're going to deal with obstacles, things, you know, all kinds of things. You have to deal with. But same thing with network marketing. You're going to have to deal with rejection. Sometimes people leave your team. People you think are going to join, don't join. There are all kinds of things that, that happen the person brought you in leaves the company you just don't know they're going to be a lot of obstacles you're going to have to deal with a lot of rejections and you just have to prepare for that and it's really how you handle rejection is very important because i think one issue is so many people take it person they think there's something wrong with them and you can't have that uh, attitude you gotta realize they're not usually not saying no to you if they're they maybe the opportunity is not right for them or it's not the right time it's almost never you but i think when a lot of, especially beginner marketers, they take a person and like after a number of rejections, they think there's something wrong with themselves. And, and I did. I took it real personal. I, you know, I, I was, uh, I, I was in this travel thing, and I was uh, excited about it. And I thought I, I take vacations with my best friend every every year, multiple times a year. He's going to say yes to this idea. It's going to be for him. We're going to do this thing together. 
and uh, I showed him and his wife. I screwed up the presentation. I did it all wrong. And him and his wife walked out and his wife looked at me at the end of that conversation and said, this will never work around here. And it was the first real breakthrough in my, my first part of my mindset was understanding there is no such thing as around here in, anymore. We don't live in the box, but, but that I carried that, that, that idea that he should be joining with me. And I carried it so personally because I thought, listen, if you came to me and said, we're selling hamsters on the side of the road, I'm in, I'm selling hamsters with my best friend because you're my best friend. I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. But when he said no to me, I carried that for two years until I finally let it go and took off. Yeah. And Another thing you, you realize from your experience is a lot of times the people you think are going to be interested, you, you figure your friends, your relatives, your family, you think they would be excited to join you. But a lot of times you find out they're often the last people they want to join because they think they know you. They yep. see what you've done. They figure, oh, you can't do this because you've been this way for 20 something years. Now you're going to say you're going to be a network marketer, an entrepreneur, you've been whatever job you've been doing. You've been working at the gas station, at the store, whatever you've been doing, they think they know you. And they have these prejudgments about you. That's why a lot of times talking to people who don't know anything about you, they don't have these prejudgments. So very often they're more likely to listen to your story and to make a better decision. Well, going back to the Gospels, I mean, a prophet is not without honor his own place. A lot of people in Jesus' hometown, they reject him because they said, isn't, isn't this the carpenter's son? So and a lot of them, he was, and he was, a, he was amazed at their lack of faith. And I think sometimes we get amazed at the people we think should be supporting us and want to join us because we think we can help them. But we're amazed at the fact that they don't believe in this. They, it's almost like prove it to me first, and then maybe I'll join you down the road. Heck, so, I, I, can, I can be the first to say, even when I proved it to them, it still wasn't real. It still wasn't something they wanted to do. I, I was uh, dumbfounded by some of the, the comments, some of the things that I've listened to. I mean, even, even now, seven years into my journey, uh, I still got family members who will literally tell me that I'm, you know, building a pyramid scheme and I'm, you know, they're scamming people. And I'm like, um, you're now taking my products. What are you talking about? <laughs> so it's, it's hilarious. It is truly fascinating watching what, what people's mindsets are. No, absolutely. Yeah, they're taking the prize and they still think, because, you know, I guess because they just hear it from the media, they hear it from a lot of people. Things get repeated again and again. And, you know, we hear pyramid scheme, all kinds of things. And here's the thing. There's a lot of people who hate the industry, like the pharmaceutical industry doesn't like it because a lot of network marketing companies are health and wellness companies. So they have a lot of products that can help people improve their health, for example. The media hates it because... They, they, they don't make money from commercials. So everything's word of mouth. So they're losing money because there are fewer commercials being, being paid to them. So they lose out. So they don't, so they have a bias against the network marketing industry because there's no commercial. Out. We're not paying them to advertise our products. So they don't like it. So, and when people hear it again and again, again, most people tell you it's a pyramid scheme. They have no idea what a pyramid scheme is. So we ask them, could you tell me what a pyramid scheme is? Over 90% will have absolutely no idea what it's about. So you, you, when you get started, you need to develop some thick skin because you're going to have to deal with these kind of uh, accusations from people who just are repeating what they've heard from other sources. And, and this is why you need to literally in the very first, your first 
couple of weeks of, in your journey, you need to build a list of people you can practice with. It, and this is the this is the current failure, I think, for brand new people getting started is that they think that they need to go get signups immediately. They think that they need to go if they don't get a sign up in within four seconds that they're not going to be successful in this thing. The reality is, is that you've got to develop yourself into this this position. When when you start a new job or a new career path, you know, they don't have you doing the task that you're going to be doing on day one. They start you off on paperwork. They start you off on you know, deal, doing little things here or there. Let's get you to know your environment first. Let's get you to, to, to take out the garbage, maybe make some coffee. Let's get you to do the little things. And then we're going to start easing you into the realities of what we're doing. One of my, one of my mentors is always build a list of 200 names that you can practice with. It has nothing to do with enrolling these people we just want to see if we can get to get you to practice just asking them to take a look. And that has been uh, something that is like missing in the industry right now. People aren't getting people to practice. They're getting people to just here, just do the thing. But you got to really, you do need a list of people to practice with. No, I agree. I like the idea of practicing because the more people you practice with, the better you're going to get, the more relaxed you'll be. And when, you, when the time does come to talk to the real prospects, you're gonna do so much better. Yeah, you go out on your own, you've never done it. It's, it's, it, it can be very scary because they'll come up with these objections, these questions, and you don't know how to handle them. But when you practice with other people, it becomes so much easier. And I, I'm glad you brought up the, the point about when you start a new job. They don't throw you out to the wolves and meal. You have to get training. They, they start your slowly, it could take several weeks, maybe a couple of months. I know when I was in the corporate world, that's the way they did it with me. Every time I started a new job, they gradually, you know, um, you know, got me, you know, adjusted to everything. It took like four to six to eight weeks. It, I, they didn't say day one, this is what you got to do, get started right now. So you get uncomfortable. So you're right. I, I think we're, we're in this society where everyone, everyone wants results immediately. And then if you don't get it, you feel like a failure. And the other thing to keep in mind is most people who get started in network marketing, they're, they're, they're working it part-time. Most of them have a full-time job. So they may only have 10 to 15 hours, you know, at most of work a job. So you can't expect them to, to build that kind of business at the beginning, like someone who, who's doing it solely just doing network marketing and has been doing this for a number of years and has, you know, has that knowledge, has that experience, has been doing it for a while. So I think people sometimes have unrealistic expectations when they get started. And maybe sometimes the person who brings them in, they give them the, these unrealistic expectations. They say, oh yeah, you could definitely make you know, 100,000 in the first couple of months. And if you've never done this before, it's not gonna happen. It's, first of all, you don't know what you're doing. You're making mistakes. You have, there's a big learning curve in this industry and requires work. And you need to work on your personal life. There are a number of factors that just that come in when you're getting started in this business. So uh, I think if people were more aware of that, I think they would get so frustrated, maybe not give up as much. What are your thoughts on that? There's so many things that causes frustration. There's so mm -hmm. many pieces of that puzzle from the rejection, from the actual work it takes, from the being unaware of the realities of it. And then when you discover uh what it actually is sometimes it's just overwhelming i mean we we have people who are treating 
um, and think that network marketing is direct sales. We have people who are, uh, you know, trying to become the best salespeople on the planet and they're in a network marketing company. And that's not the reality. Uh, people don't understand leverage. They don't, you know, it's, it's, there's the pieces of the puzzle along the way um, that if addressed correctly, if addressed in a uh, um, specific pattern, a specific method, and, and released in that, in that way, you know, is, is a great way to develop your, your leaders. But we got too many people who come into this with the dollar signs first, you know, that you're going to, you're going to make a whole bunch of money to replace your, your job income in four minutes when it's really a, a six to 12 year game, to be honest. I mean, if you're going to be really honest and you're going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars in this industry, I mean, it's a six to 12 year game. And, and that's, and that's, it's possible. It's possible. I know people right now making, you know, more than a million dollars a year in this industry. We, you know, we both do and it's ultra possible but it, it took them 10 to 15 years to develop into the person who was making that type of money. And it's not, it, it's like be, becoming a doctor, you know, a person who goes to, to, you know, the, the first year of college at, at, in their freshman year, they're not a doctor at, at day one. They go to their sophomore year. They're not a doctor. They go to their junior year. They're not a doctor and they're not making doctor money. They go to their senior year and they're still not a doctor then they start the next phase of schooling and then they still aren't a doctor and eight years, 10 years later. And finally, if they've done everything right, if they played their cards 10 years later, they're, they're now a doctor. They, they can, they can make between uh, 130 and $250,000 a year, but we got network marketing people in six years working as janitors, working as, you know, people who, who were doing nothing, making 500000 a million dollars a year because they put their head down, shared some information with some people and developed leaders. So frustrations are going to come and go, but you, you just got to step through the process with a new person to help them not be frustrated. That is so true. You got to help, to, you know, you got to be there for them, help mentor them, get them through the frustrations and the tough times because it's never a completely smooth sailing. You're going to have your ups and your downs in your business. And I, I like the example you use of the doctor. It's going to take a number of years. They got to go through college, medical school, residency. Then, you know, they can become, you know, then they can work on their own. So it takes many years. And anything it takes, well, like even a, a regular offline business, it usually takes three to five years before you get into profit. So you should expect anything differently when you become a network market. It's going to take some time, like you said a six to 12 year plan, a five year plan. It's, it's going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. When you start a new job, guess what? You're not going to get a $10,000 raise your first week. You go to your boss and ask for that raise, he's going to laugh at you and just say, get out of here. So it, it's going to take time. And anything that's really great takes time to develop, whether it's a baby, a, a crop. You know, I think when we were a farming society, we understood that you, you, you plant it, you cultivate it for a number of months, and then you harvest. It seems like a lot of people want to plant and then harvest, but forget they have to cultivate everything. They don't even say, want to harvest it. They want to eat it on the plate today. <laughs> they want they want to throw some seed on the ground and then walk into the kitchen and actually take bite a bite of the thing that they just threw the seed on the ground. That's how that's where our crazy network marketers are today. They 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 just don't get the long term game. 
Um, but my goodness, if people start understanding the depth and leverage in, in what network marketing is, and we brought back those conversations, I, and I think, you know, you and I met on Clubhouse. I think Clubhouse might be one of the greatest things I've ever seen because we're having these real discussions every day about what is actually possible. Oh, absolutely, because it, people have to get a realistic idea of what to expect when they get involved in this industry. And I think definitely there's a good number who don't. And they don't know what to do. They're doing the wrong things. They have wrong expectations. And they get very frustrated and some quit. They have one bad experience and they say it doesn't work. It's a scam. And they just were never properly mentored. They were never properly tutored. They were not shown the right way to do things. And they were not given the right vision as to how to work this industry. Now you're talking about scattering seeds. I want to go back to your book because one of the things you talk about is the parable of the sower. And of course, you know, you also mentioned Jim Roman. That's would you mind talking about the parable of the sower and how it applies to network marketing? Uh, absolutely. And I, I am passionate about the parable of the sower. It is probably my most favorite thing outside of the parable of the talents. Um, I, 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 I live and breathe it. I, I truly believe that, that we need to stay in the field sowing. Um, we, as network marketers, it's not your job to worry about the outcome of your seeds. It's not your job to worry about what's going to happen when you send an invitation. What, it's not your job to, to worry about if you're going to get cussed out or screamed at or told that you're doing it wrong or whatever. It's your job to invite people to take a look at what you have. And, and you can't, and the parable of sower talks specifically about, you know, the birds are going to get some, the tares, the, the hard ground, all of those things. Jim Rome talks about in uh, your, uh, how to build your network marketing business. You, you don't sign up for that class. Don't worry about the, the birds. There's, you know, you're going to invite people to come to a presentation and you're going to be standing there on the sidewalk waiting for your guest. And they're not coming because somebody, they told somebody that they were coming to this event and they literally told them, no, that's a scam. Don't do that. And you can't worry about that. It's going to happen. You have to keep sowing those seeds. The, the man who invites 20 people to an, in, an invite, uh, an event, and the man who invites two, the man who invited 20 may have two show up. And the one who invited two isn't going to have any. You have to plant more seeds than you could ever imagine having, having um, come to full growth. My, my friends made, made a point, pointed out something last night about me is that I, I was able to enroll three people yesterday in my business. And, and it's not every day that that happens, but there's many times where I do enroll quite a few people, but I had to show four or 500 people and, and develop that, that, that uh, conversation to get those three people to make a decision. And I, and I ran through the numbers to get, to make that happen most people won't be willing to do that. I don't even understand mentally doing anything else. I mean, I invite more than 25 people a day. I'm throwing my seeds everywhere. I don't care if my, if those seeds fall on the, the hardest earth person, but I, I have come to understand that we are the earth. We are the earth. And if we are if we, you learn to target market in this industry and you know who it is that you're going after, it makes it a little bit easier to find good earth. It makes it a little bit easier to find good soil 
so that when you do cast the seed, that person is more open to what it is that you're doing. And that's a, that's a whole developed skill that takes time. But, but at the beginning, you just have to practice casting seed. You got to practice getting that information out there. You got to put your, your, uh, your information, your, your presentation, your uh, whatever that your company has for marketing, you've got to run with it and you've got to do the thing enough. Uh, my, my uh, great friend, my, my, my uh, mentor, Dale Calvert, has my favorite line ever, and it's X number of people exposed equals reasons fulfilled. That's the only thing that we have to work towards. If you know why you're in this industry, you know why you're doing this, all you need to do is show enough people and it's going to come true. X number of people exposed equals reasons fulfilled. And I literally just have to show enough people. And that, that's, that's become what it's about. It has never been, it's not about making mon more money. It's not about becoming ultra wealthy. I hope that it happens. I hope that I become a millionaire on my whiteboard right here. I just, I, I have a million dollars by a certain time. It literally, it's written down. I'm going to make a million dollars by a certain time but it's not because I need to have a million dollars. It's not because I want to have a million dollars. It's because it's possible with this, with the leverage that's being created in this industry, it's possible to create it. Why not go get it? Why not literally say it's going to be mine so that you can go help more people. So that's, I love it, man. No, absolutely. And thanks for sharing your teaching on the parable of the story. It's the more people you talk to, you just throw it out there. It doesn't matter who or many. And you spoke it to hundreds, thousands of people. That's why you got to where you were. Like you said, the person who invites 20 per people to the event may have only two or three show up, whereas the person who invites only two, probably, most likely will have no one show up to them. And guess what? Nothing's going to happen to the business. So the more people you talk to, the more people you practice with. That's the other thing. When The more people you're talking to, the better you're going to get at this. You're talking to one or two people a month. Your business is never going to grow. You're not going to get yep. any better. And you also get desperate because you're talking to so few people. You're going to, you're going to come across as that because you need to get them to join your company. If you're talking to 20 people a day, 5, 10, 50 people say, no, you don't care because you have other people to talk to. So there's so much to be said about the parable of the sowing. Don't chase the birds, as Shimron would say. Just keep scattering the seed and some of it's going to grow 30, 60, 100 fold. So you just got to be talking to people. And the most successful network marketers are the ones that talk to the most people, the ones that show their presentation, just ask them about the business. The ones that only talk to one or two people a month or a week, they're not going to grow that much. So you really need to. I remember Jim Rohn said, you may close nine out of 10. I may close only one out of 10. But you know what? If you only talk to 10 people and I talk to 100, guess what? I'm going to close 10 people. You'll only close nine because I'm talking to more people. So that's the thing to keep in mind. Some people may be better closers than you are, and you're, you're still kind of honing your crap, but if you're talking to more people, you'll get more people to join. So that's something to keep in mind. You don't have to be the best closer in the world, but if you talk to enough people, you can definitely grow your business. So well, I love the parable of the sower. It's really good stuff. And I like to ask you about, because you do things a little bit differently than other people, so yeah. So uh, a lot of network marketers, they talk about the no like and trust factor. They want to build a relationship sometimes six months, a year, two years. You tend to 
do it a little bit there because you like to you your your philosophy. I have this currently. You like to know as soon as possible because you want to show it to as many people as possible. Because if you're spending two years building a relationship, you're not be able to show the plans to as many people. So you like to do it early on when you're talking to people. Is that I, correct? I, yeah, absolutely. And I, I'll hurt feelings with this entire part of this conversation because I, I truly am very anti no like and trust. I, I think that an, that no like and trust is the biggest myth in uh, in, in all of the, the last 20, 30 years of network marketing. I think it was a great idea when you when you um, had to build offline when the internet didn't exist. I think that it was a fabulous idea. But now that the internet exists and social media exists. I don't need to know, I don't need to have anybody know, like, and trust me to ask them if they're open. Because what I've discovered is I buy crap from Facebook ads almost every single day. And the last time I've checked, I never once went and looked to see where it was coming from, who made it, where the product was being developed, if there was FDA certifications, what I don't, none of that matters. I click the buy button and I buy a product and I get it. And in the same way with Amazon, we live in a world where we buy because we become aware that it's available. And that's the trick. When pe people want things when they know that they're available. So when I introduce somebody to something, I don't in instantly pitch them my business. I show them my company and product first. And then if they're interested in the product and, and company, then I'll show them the opportunity because why would I waste time trying to pitch somebody a whole presentation if they're not even going to like the company and product? I'm not, I don't waste any time. I don't waste a, a prospect's time. I don't waste my time and I don't waste my distributor's time. My, my team's time is leverage for what it is that we're creating. So if I teach my team to go, well, you need to form everybody first. You need to go out and know about their family and their occupation and their recreation and their money or, uh, or motivations, however you want to use your M. And then you've got to take the time to see where their pain points are. And you need to find I've been taught this. I've been taught this idea and I used it for a while until I realized none of this makes sense online. So I teach my team, you develop relationships with those who are working with you, those who are running in the same direction with you. And I build relationships with people in the industry who are leading me to a bigger and better direction. The, the, you're, you're, uh, the five average friend rule, right? Like it, you are the average of your five closest friends. So why would I develop relationships and make friendships with people who ain't going in the same direction with me? That don't make, uh, they don't make a lick of sense. It don't, none of it makes sense. So I, tr I literally send one message to a, to a complete stranger. Hey, Bob, are you open to taking a look at a way to create some extra income? And Bob's going to go, who is this fool? What, what is, why is this fool sending me a message? And you know what Bob does every time, a hundred percent of the time, Bob clicks on my profile to see who I am. And you know what Bob does? Bob sees this beautiful profile that says, this guy's going someplace. This guy's got a professional looking profile and I develop no like and trust with Bob before Bob even replies to me. Bob looks at every, look at looks at my profile and says, you know what? I might be interested in what this guy's doing. And Bob clicks yes, or Bob says no. 
when Bob says no, it makes me so happy when Bob says no. I just tell Bob, thanks, Bob. I appreciate you. Thank you very much for getting back to me. Uh, I ain't going to waste time bothering you ever again. And I can push Bob right to the side and go to the next one. But if Bob says yes, that starts the process. That starts the, well, let me send you the video, Bob. And Bob watches the video and Bob says, I like it or I don't like it. And I say, is this something you want to move forward with, Bob? Yes or no? And if he says yes, awesome. And I get him started and that begins the relationship. That begins the path to whether I'm going to know Bob, his family, his kids, see him at events, go on vacation with him. But I ain't going to do any of that nonsense beforehand. I don't, the, when I receive a message from a marketer that specifically says, hey, how's your family? I instantly cringe. I instantly want to just reach through that message and choke that person out. Like, I'm just like, would you, who teaches you this crap? And it's been taught way too long and it doesn't apply online. It can't apply online. Everybody can form people instantly by looking at their profile. <laughs> it's like, there it is. Here's all, I know my kids. Here's, I know what sports you are. I know what your favorite, your favorite NASCAR team is. I know what, you know, brand of, you know, your, I can look at one picture and know all of this stuff. This, the world we live in, we live in to, today is so incredibly fast and easy and yet people want to make this the most complicated, hard, terrible thing when all you literally got to do is open up Messenger to somebody and go, hey, are you open to taking a look at something I'm excited about? It, it's too easy, man. It's too easy. And people want to make this so hard. And, and what the bigger problem is, Victor, the bigger problem is, is that network marketers who teach this are literally limiting their team's growth and speed. Because if you teach somebody that you need to develop a relationship, you don't understand leverage and you definitely don't understand the depth of your organization. You are, you're crazy if you teach people that they have to develop know, like, and trust first. Yeah. So I just want to mention a couple of things. Number one, you build the relationship on the back end. So you don't do it up front. You reach out to the person and say, hey, are you open to learning more about this? And they look at your profile. And you say, that's where you develop the know, like, and trust factor. But once you get the ball rolling, then later on, then you develop a relationship. So you do do it. You just do it on the back end, whereas many of the other people do it on the front end. You said, it's a waste of time for you, the prospect, the distributor under you. So you're doing this to save everyone's time, pretty much. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. You, yeah. you can't, it, it does, it just, and, and I'm not going to keep harping on it. It just, it used to be applicable. It, it absolutely used to be applicable, but people will buy everything. They'll sign up for anything once they become aware that it's available. If they don't know it's available, then they, they don't, they're not going to know about it. And if it takes you six months or six days to reach out to, to Bob and go, uh, you know what, Bob, after talking to you for, a four, you know, four or five days and, I know that you're uh, you're not making the type of money that you want to make, and you wish that your wife was home and not being molested by the boss at work. You, it's uh, you know, I think I got something that you might want to see. Bob, Bob, you forget that. If you ask Bob at the very beginning, Bob, are you open to making an extra stream of income? Bob's going to go. You know what? I've got all these situations in my life. I need an extra situation. I need extra income. 
Yeah, I'll take a look at what you got. I get yeses every single day. I get noes every single day. And you know what? I'd much rather get 10 yeses in a, in a day than get 10 yeses in three months. And, and that's just, and I'll take a hundred no's a day. I'll take a hundred no's a day. Come on, bring them, bring those no's. It's not good. No has ever hurt my feelings ever. No, and thanks for sharing. That's some really good stuff there. Like you said, you get the answers, you get it out of the way. As I just you, I know a number of marketers who do something very similar and they're also getting some really great results and people have made six and seven figures. So in your way works for you as well. You've recruited over 700 people the last four years. So this is a way that is very effective. And I wanted to ask you about this question because I just want people to realize there isn't just one right way to do right. our market. We should avoid groupthink. There are a number of different ways and whatever works for you do it. You do it a certain way, it's worked for you. It works for your team. Your team's getting results. I know a number of several other marketers who do it a similar way to you and they've had really great results. So what, you know, if it works for you, just do it, just apply it because it's, you're getting results. And like you said, you get a lot of yeses, you get a lot of no's, but you know, no matter which way you do it, you're going to get a lot of no's. So most ways you're going to get a lot of no's. The thing is you need to be talking to people. If you're never talking to people, you're never going to get the information out there. You're never going to know what's going on. So, you know, get it out to people. I invite them. Like you said, like we talked about the book, invite, invite, invite. Just, you got to be talking to people. So you know, I'm, glad, I'm glad you share with you, you know, the way you do it because it's been very effective for you. It's been very effective for your team. So I just want people to hear different perspectives because there's not just one right way to do network marketing. So no. keep doing it. You're having great results here. You're, you're doing great stuff. And, you know, listen, I've been listening to you on Clubhouse for the last several months. You always have a lot of great wisdom. So I know you have a lot to be teaching your team. And I know that's why they're doing really well because you're showing them the right way to do things. You take care of your team. You mentor them. You're there for them. And I think that's one of the important things to be a, a mentor slash sponsor. You need to teach your people and, you know, help them guide them through the process. Unfortunately, not all sponsors do that. So, you know, I appreciate your sharing that perspective of things because it's been very effective for you. So and, and, and no matter what you do, you got to realize you're going to be dealing with rejection. You're going to be dealing with no's. You, at the beginning, like you said, it bothered you. And you took it personally, but you've learned not to take it personally. So you might share with us, how did you learn not to take it personally? Um, it, it, I went to an event a year and four months after I joined network marketing in Las Vegas. I'll never forget the, the moment it happened. I was, I was telling another group of people today, um, it was like being struck by lightning. I, I heard the one thing that changed my entire business, and it was that you have no uh, control of the outcome. You can't do anything about the outcome. You can't uh, make a person make a decision. You can't make a person want to say yes to your invitation. You can't make them show up to an event. You can't make them do, you can't do anything. The only thing that you can do is ask them. You can, you can, if you don't ask them, you'll never know. So, so I learned uh, six, you know, six years ago that the invitation is the only part that I can control. So that's the only part that I'm going to do. I'm going to do the invitation. Now, that's not to say that I don't give presentations and I don't lead my team and I don't train. No, I'm saying for finding new prospects, planting new seeds, I don't worry about the birds. I don't worry about what happens over here or down there. I don't worry about who's going to cuss me out. I literally developed a passion for just inviting and when I uh, when I 
let go of all of the nonsense, everything that I couldn't control is when I stopped being concerned about, you know, the no's, the yeses, the, the pains, the, the frustrations, the complaints, none of that mattered anymore. All that mattered was, did I do what I was supposed to do? And I, and I fell in love with it. I fell in love with uh, being accountable to that. It, my, our accountabilities in our team isn't to the how many people you sign up. It's how much action did you take? That's all we track. We don't track anything else. No, that's some great stuff there because you realize, and I think this is the issue so many of us have. We're so focused on things we can't control. And when we try to worry about the things we can't control, that's when the frustration, the anger, the resentment comes in. And like you said, you can't control how they're going to respond, how they're going to react. All you can control is your actions. Will you invite them? Do you say, we come take a look? Are you open to learning more about this? And it goes back to being focused on the activities. We say, marry the process, divorce the results. Don't be so worried about the results. That's what, saying you're, that's what you do with your team. You're not as focused on the results, the way they got signed up. So you're focused, are they doing the activities? Are they doing the right things? Are they doing it on a consistent basis? If you're doing that, you know what? Eventually the results will come in. So you, and I know some of the winningest coaches were focused on their teams doing the right things, the right habits. Vince Lombardi, I read, you know, won, you know, the first two Super Bowls and won a bunch of other championships before the Super Bowls with the Green Bay Packers. He would get angry if they won, but he, they played very badly. He got more angry than if they played well and lost. As long as they're doing the right things, the right habits, he was much happier with that than if they made mistakes but still somehow got lucky and won the game. He was more focused on the process, which is what you're doing, which is what I think all good team leaders should do. Have your team focus on the activities in the process. And unfortunately, too many people get focused on the results, especially when they're brand new. And if they've been in for a month or two, they haven't got anyone to sign up, they get really frustrated. But if they're doing the right things, like I said, you only want to make sure they're doing the right things. Are they reaching out to people? Are they inviting people? As long as they focus on doing the right activities, everything is going to fall into place. So I, I like that. Focus on the things that you can't control, not the things that you can't control. That's it. I mean, it's, it's all, I don't even, it don't make any sense otherwise now. It's like, it's like my wife every once in a while asks me what the weather is. Well, why do I care what the weather is? I can't control any of that. What, what, I mean, I don't know if it's going to rain outside. I don't know if it's going to be a blizzard. I don't know if there's a tornado. I'm just going to be, I'm going to do what I got to do throughout the day and just not, why would I care about things I can't control? I don't watch the news. I don't, why would I watch the news? The news is just depressing. I don't care what's happening in the world. I don't care about a, and, and somebody asked me the other day, they're like, don't you want to know if some, you know, tragic thing is going on in your community? And I'm like, you know what? Somehow that gets leaked to me on Facebook. I'll see that on Facebook, but all the rest of the nonsense and noise. Not, I, I used to wake up every day and watch the news every single day. And I would be angry throughout the day. And uh, about six years ago, seven years ago, I shut the news off forever and have been a happy, amazing person since. Like I, none of that mattered. So I just, I, I, try, I try to live my life by uh, focusing on what I can control and, and letting the rest of it fall, fall to the wayside. Yeah, and the news can definitely be very negative. And one thing I always do, I'll, if I want to look at news, I'll do it during the middle of the day. 
I don't do it first thing in the morning or right before I go to bed because that is when our subconscious minds are most impressionable. And I don't want any of that negativity going on in my subconscious mind. And you know the news, it's overwhelmingly negative. So I will never watch the news first thing in the morning or right before I go to bed. I only want to fulfill it with things that are empowering, positive, and motivational. So I'm very, very strict on what I do when I get up the first time in the morning when our mind is in the theta state. And again, right before we go to bed, when our mind is also in the data state. So I agree, don't focus on the news. If you, get, if you need to look at like, see, look on Facebook or you can look at it during the middle of the day, you wanna take a quick look. But yeah, focus on the things that are very important. Now, one last thing, we're getting close to the end. For those that are getting started in this business, one, you know, it's their first venture to network marketing. What are some things you can recommend to these people that they should do when they get started in network marketing? build your list. Number one, make a, make a hot and warm market list. If you don't know anything about that, look, there's uh, uh, memory joggers for, for building lists. There's lots, Eric Worre's got some, lots of leaders have met their own memory joggers, um, but build a list that you can practice with. Uh, be, start literally uh, knowing where your, your resources are. You, and I'm going to use a phrase that I, I, I'm really, really fond of become the librarian, not the library. You don't want to think you need to know anything about your company, your product, your compensation plan. That, that's not how you enroll people. That's not, you just show them the resources. Um, and so I would say, get out of your own way, uh, make your list and practice asking people if they would watch your video or watch your presentation or come to your meeting or whatever but you have to get comfortable asking, you know, would you, would you take a look? No, thank you. Yeah. You have to get comfortable asking, get out of your comfort zone and just take action. Cause I like what you said, be the librarian, not the library, because I think sometimes people fall into that trap of they need to know every single thing before they start talking to people about the business, the opportunity, and they fall into a trap because they're, they're spending so much time learning, they never go on and try to build a business. And as a result, their business never grows. Like you said, their resource, you can say you can send them a link, you can refer to someone else, and they need to know more, more about the compensation plan. I know seven figure earners who still haven't mastered their company's plans, but you know what? They mastered the art of inviting. So they talked to a lot of people, they got them to join us on under, and then they had one of their people on their team explain the compensation plan better to them. So you don't need to master everything. I think that's a great point. Very important to uh, remember, you don't need to know everything. You just need to know a few things, be excited about the company, you know, be excited about the product and just start inviting. Yeah, and it, and it works in every industry. I mean, people, a car salesman can't know every single thing about all the details of every single car on the lot. He literally has a piece of paper that can explain all of the information about a specific car. And he carries that piece of paper around and he knows that he can go to that piece of paper to get the information that he's looking for. Your sponsor should be running with you. And when you have a question or you, you handle have an objection, you pull out your, your phone number of your, of your, sponsor and you go hold on a second let me get this let me get this guy in line with me or this girl in line with me and let me let them answer the question because i just don't know anything yet and by the way I, the the best way to explain this is is that you're you're going to learn this stuff over time anyway Do, you don't need to know it at the beginning you need to know what what it, okay so at the beginning of your journey in network marketing your only job the only job that we have in network marketing is to show people. That's it. 
We don't have another job. You show people. And when you show people, you teach them to show people. That's it's it. It's all we got. Why do you think that you need to know anything? Why? Well, I got to show, I got to know about what I'm showing them. Why? Why do you need to know? You, what is broken in your brain that makes you think you need to know what the pages of these books are made of? What, what mm-hmm. do you need to know what they smell like and what the, <laughs> what the texture is and all the details? Or do you need to know that, hey, we have a book? Hey, would you be excited about my book? That's all it is. It's it's crazy. And by the way, I'm ultra green. I wasted so much time thinking I needed to know everything about the compensation plan, the details of our products and services. I am guilty of being that guy. So I'm yelling at myself. I'm I, I, do you know Tom Schreider? Do you know Big Al? Yeah, Big Al, Tom Big Al, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm friends with Big Al and I went to a, I was, I spoke at a, an event and, and Big Al was there and I walked up to Big Al and I said, I killed my green side. And he goes, what? I said, I looked at myself in the mirror in a hotel room and I said, I'm killing my green side. And when I did, I went from, I had previously enrolled six, 60 people into a company and in that next year and a half, I enrolled over 500 people personally into another company. And it was specifically because I didn't want to know anything. I didn't want to know anything. We, we literally gave our presentation from just thought. We didn't even give a presentation from like, we made it up. We made up the presentation and we did it five to six times a day. All night long, we gave presentations and I didn't want to know anything. And we just kept signing people up and signing people up and signing people up because it didn't make a difference. None of it made a difference. And so we just kept telling people, you're going to know, you're going to learn, you're going to see what everything does. Just invite, just invite, just invite. And we grew uh, in a year and a half that that business grew to uh, uh, around 8,000 people. And it was flying. It was so incredibly fun. And it's all because you took action, you worked on it, you invited, you invited the presentation. That's what it's all about. And you learned along the way. That's the thing people have to remember. As you're doing these things, you will learn more and more. That's the best way to learn is just to do it. Take right. the action, do the activity, invite people. That's how you get better at these things. And, and for those who are so focused on the competition, plan, I think Mark J said this, I think less than 1% join a company because of the compensation plan. So if you think it's the be all and end all for people joining you, I mean, it's good to have a good compensation plan, but it's not the reason they're going to join you. So it's good to learn that, but you can learn that along the way. So uh, just get started, get start doing the work, reach out to people, invite them, invite, invite, invite. Jesus invited 12 people, billions join later on. So anything is possible. Here's the thing, if you never talk to people, you never invite them, guess what? The answer will always be no. Every time. Invite them. You might get a yes. So that's the only way to do it. Just invite people. Listen, Curry, thank you so much for being on this show. It was such a pleasure having you on. I love all the great stuff you shared. You gave us a lot of great wisdom. I know the people that are listening to this appreciate all the stuff you shared. So it's really a wonderful, it was really wonderful having you on, my friend. Thank you very much, Victor. I can't wait to continue developing our relationships and our friendships because this is a, it's a wonderful thing. Same here. So again, thanks again, and um, have yourself have yourself a wonderful night, my friends. Take care and God bless. All right, bye, Victor. Bye, bye. 
Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.